0: Oh man, I wish I had more time to prepare for this. Oh, what is that Greek word? Ocherom, ocherom. Boy, you'd think I'd have more confidence. Ugh. After thirty years of preaching, this just doesn't get any easier. Oh God, I need your help. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. (laughs) If only I believe that. Oh man. Come on, Greg. Get your stuff together. Get your stuff together. Man up. Uh, I just don't feel oh this is this is going to just be awful. This is going to be terrible. Hey Valley family, how many of you can relate to that? The war going on in your mind? Uh, that's, I think everybody, a- anybody, you know, uh, in one way or another can just, those feelings, those thoughts that are just rattling around inside, no matter what the situation is or the circumstance is. That's why this series is going to be, I think, incredibly practical and, and really, really powerful uh, that we're starting off today called Winning the War in Your Mind. And, and by the way, it's based on the book by Pastor Craig Groeschel, highly recommend that you pick this up. Uh, for just a tool that's going to help you go much, much deeper uh, on the topic that we're talking about. This is an excellent book, and in fact, we have a link on our church website under the sermon notes to the book. You can order it from Amazon, and also even a daily devotional That you can use on Uversion app. So highly recommend it. Thankful to Pastor Craig Groeschel who actually gave us, made this available to churches for free. All of this material just to use. And and, uh, we wanted to do this series because it's so powerful. And to empower you and equip you with the tools. So this is something that you can walk out weeks months years from now uh to win the war in your mind so pick that up you you won't regret that at all and you you know it's it's just an easy thing flip-flopping back and forth i think so many of us can relate to that battle within between faith and fear in our thoughts we want to trust god but at the same time we want control uh we want to have confidence in our calling and at the same time we experience crippling insecurities that really paralyze us sometimes in like the next moment. And uh, it goes back and forth and, and this series, I want you to know I'm not speaking out of some place of uh, superiority that like I've got victory over this all the time. In fact, those little thoughts uh, I just shared Are often what I am thinking just moments before I do preach when the bumper is going on like that. So this isn't something that I've conquered. In fact, I don't think that uh, anyone really absolutely conquers this. This is a daily war, a daily battle that you and I have to fight for our minds. The good news is, though, God's Word gives us the power not just to help but to really transform and to renew our minds with His truth. And we're going to be looking at two real big keys today uh, about how we we can really start to win the war of our minds the winning way, and uh, you know it reminds me of the Apostle Paul in the new testament it 's very interesting when you read about his life in the book of Acts and then you read his writings that were inspired by the Holy Spirit, the epistles that he wrote, uh, letters to churches and to people. you can kind of see how God is actually transforming the way that he thinks and, and uh, and his thoughts in fact in Romans chapter 7 he put it this way might be familiar to you he said that which I want to do I don't do and that's what I that which I don't want to do I do you know oh wretched man that I am who can save me from this and so you find this kind of back and forth that he's putting into you know pen to parchment explaining and 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 he's having this this flip-flop uh, in, in his mind and in his thoughts. And, and then it gets stronger and stronger, though, and so he really becomes a kind of a, how would I put it this way? He, he's kind of like the ultimate warrior when it comes to winning the war for your mind. And, and look at what he says. It's pretty interesting. In 2 Corinthians Corinthians 10, verse 3 through 4, he says, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they are divine weapons. Power to, they have divine power to demo, demolish strongholds. And, and this word uh, power right here is the Greek word dunamis, and, and it's where we get our word dynamite from. It means explosive. That The weapons that God gives us have divine explosive ability to blow up the wrong thoughts, the wrong ideas that we have, and and then to demolish strongholds. Now, we don't use that word very often, you know, I have a stronghold, stronghold, but stronghold in the original language in the Greek uh, was a military stronghold, it was like a fortress, Uh, built on a really high peak. In fact, Susie and I saw one of these when we were in Ireland. Let's put it up. This is called the Rock of Cashel and uh, this is like a huge, it's it's an immense fortress, uh, castle really, over 2,000 years old in Ireland and the town is down below it. I don't think you can see it but it's literally up on a rock, up on a mountain. This stronghold here. This is the kind of thing that Paul was talking about and it says, if we can go back to the verse, previous screen, uh, where it says the weapons of the world, on the contrary, they, are, they have divine power to demolish strongholds, to tear down those fortifications like that. In other words our enemy wants to brick by brick, thought by thought build a stronghold in your mind and in my mind. Let's go back to it I know I'm flipping around a lot but let's go back to it. this is what he wants to build in your mind a stronghold like this negative thought lie upon lie a fortress that he can really exploit and just twist you and twist me because of the thoughts that we've allowed and the lies that we have believed to be true in our lives and it shapes our thinking and one thought at a time and we really become a prisoner to those wrong thoughts. That's why this series is so important. You know, thoughts like this. uh, You know, I really can't trust anyone. Or or I'll never succeed. I'll always be broke. I'm never gonna have enough money. Uh, You know, I'll I'll never have a real good marriage. God doesn't really hear my prayers. No one really cares. I'm never gonna make a difference. I'm never gonna amount to anything. Those are lies, strongholds of lies that Satan, our adversary, our enemy, wants to build mental strongholds and probably has if we haven't deliberately and intentionally used God's word to demolish those strongholds. Look at the next verse in 2 Corinthians 10, 5. It says, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. So here, what is knowledge, uh, arguments, their thoughts. It's all in the mind. The battle of the mind is what Paul is talking about here. We demolish arguments and every pretense that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive, here it is again, every thought and make it obedient to Christ. And, and so again, this is gonna be really I can't think of a more practical message series and that's why we chose this not just because it was practical and powerful but also the tools uh, as I mentioned before the book by Craig Groeschel the reading plan I mean there's a lot of material that's out there available that I just really encourage you as your pastor that you take advantage of because I'm taking advantage of it and we're on this spiritual journey together winning the war in our minds and, and so A real important point, I think, as we're starting out this series for four weeks is this our lives are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. Your life is, my life is, no matter if it's negative, positive, godly, ungodly, eternal, temporal, worldly, our thoughts, our lives are always moving in the direction of. Of our strongest thoughts and and you know it's interesting do a little research on this like Craig Groeschel has and and the science and science and the Bible agree that there's cognitive behavior that psychology shows that how our thoughts actually determine our lives they actually set up the direction of our lives there's some relational challenges that you and I'll face because our thoughts are wrong there's some eating disorders that all go back to wrong thoughts there are some addictions that start in the mind before it actually worked out physically. There are some forms of anxiety that it all starts with the wrong thinking, the wrong thoughts, the direct result of toxic ideas and toxic thoughts that you and I actually choose to believe and to take in and to hold on to. Proverbs 23, 7 puts it this way, for as a man or as he thinks in his heart, so is he. As a person thinks, so are you in other words right now who you are at this moment no matter what the circumstances and situation of your life is is the culmination of all your thoughts up until this moment that's who you are today for good or for bad better or whatever it's the culmination of all your thoughts who my life is the culmination of all my thoughts up until this moment as a man thinks in his heart so is he it determines our future And that's why this is so incredibly important this series. Because if you and I are ever going to fulfill our God given potential and and God's unique plan and purpose for each and every one of us, it is never going to happen unless we learn how to win the war in our minds, in our thoughts. And so life that we have today is really a reflection of everything that we've thought up until this moment. And and what we think determines who we're going to become. So, uh, you, can, you can think, well, I can't do that. There's no way I can do that. Guess what? You probably won't. Uh, if you think, you know, you dwell on problems, guess what? You'll never overcome your problems. If you feel like a victim, sooner or later you're going to become one. If you think you can, you probably will. If you look for solutions, you're going to discover some answers. And if you believe that you can overcome through Christ... You will overcome through Christ. It's that important. What are your thoughts focused on? Where are my thoughts focused? And, and so life is a reflection of all the thoughts that we think. And so I want to give you a, a little uh, thought audit here. Just just rate yourself on a scale of one to 10, OK in these three different areas. one to 10. When you wake up in the morning, are you worried? What are the first thoughts? that come into your mind. Is it worry? Are you thinking about people? Are you thinking about your kids? Are you thinking about your future? Your finances? Your job? Your health? Oh no, what's going to happen? How's this going to, what is this day going to hold? You you know, I I just, I don't even know. I'm just so concerned about what's happening, what's right in front of me. Uh, are, Are your thoughts worried when you wake up or are they peaceful? If they're peaceful, give yourself a 10. If they're more on all these concerns and cares of the world come crashing in when you wake up, then maybe it's a one. If, if you have peaceful thoughts, chances are you're probably secure in the promises of God. You, you do what you can, and then you trust God at the, at the end of the day to do what only He can. And you, you experience peace no matter what crazy chaos is going on around you. So just rate yourself there on a scale of one to ten. How about this next one on the thought audit? Uh, negative or positive thoughts in general? Are you a negative person or a positive person? Negative people are critical of other people. They're fault finders. They're discontent. They're hard-hearted. And they're just always, always busy. That's a negative mindset. Way too busy. Got too much to do all the time. Positive people, on the other hand, believe the best in people. They look for the good in people. They encourage people. They lift people up. They're optimistic about the future. So just rate yourself because those, those thoughts that you have are determining the type of person you are. Are you a negative person on the scale of one or are you positive on the scale more towards the 10 or any number in between? Just rate yourself on that. How about the last one? Worldly thoughts or eternal thoughts? Where's, where's your head at? Where's your mind at? Self-audit here. Is it more about worldly things or eternal things? Worldly mindset is your thoughts are just continually focused on material possessions. Get more, get more, get the latest, get the greatest, get the newest. You know, I, I just want to be liked by people. I just want to do whatever I can, you know, to get more likes on social media. You know, just, just, just whatever I can, I, I have to be liked. I, I need everyone to like me and feel great about me. That's a worldly mindset, temporary mindset. Jesus made it real clear. It's not good when all people speak well of you. you. You need to have some folks that think you're a jerk. That, that probably means you're following Jesus. He said, we'll be it unto you when everybody speaks well of you. That's, that's not a good position to be in. That's a worldly mindset. Or an eternal mindset. An eternal mindset is a generous mindset. is, is a gift-giving person. It is a person who connects with other people. Takes time with other people that is investing, that recognizes they have a call on their life that is a lot bigger than their career and that God's placed them there to influence people no matter what it is that they do, influence people for his sake. Big difference between a worldly mindset in our thoughts and an eternal mindset. So just do a self-audit there and then if you really feel like you nailed it, if you're married, ask your spouse to do the audit on you. <laughs> maybe not maybe that's a little too much a little too bold there but or ask someone who knows you real well how would you rate me based on what you hear coming out of my mouth because obviously that's probably even more filtered than what's going on in our heads so the reality is what comes out what comes into your mind comes out in your life what we allow into our mind comes out in our life if it's worry negative worldly it comes out in our life is it's peaceful, positive, and eternal, it'll come out in our life. No matter what you do, no matter what you have, no matter who you know, no matter what you buy, no matter where you live, no matter where you travel, if your thoughts are worried, negative, and worldly, that's going to be the quality of your life. If your thoughts are peaceful, positive, and eternal, focused on Jesus and His kingdom, that's going to be the quality of your life. You cannot have a positive life when you have a negative mind. Let me just say that again. It's impossible for me to have a positive life when I have a negative mind. It doesn't work that way. It's impossible for you as well. Your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. And let me just ask this question. Are you excited about the direction of your life right now? because that's where you're headed, where your thoughts are. As a man thinks in his, lo- in his heart, so is he. As he thinks, that determines his life, man or woman, as a person does. So two, two real big keys as we start this series that, that I wanna share from Craig Rochelle's book that, that are so important, kind of a foundational in the toolkit, in the armory, could I put it that way, if you and I are gonna win the war in our minds. The first one is this, you have to identify the biggest stronghold that's holding you back. Identify the biggest stronghold that's holding you back. Maybe it's the thought, I'm not good enough. Maybe it's my past is too bad. I can't trust other people. I'll always be overweight. Uh, I'm never gonna be good with money. I really just can't get close to God Uh, I'm never really going to experience true love in my life all my relationships are going to break down you have to identify the biggest stronghold that's holding you back it's so critical because negative thoughts there's actually it changes your brain chemically even thoughts uh, uh, every thought creates a neurochemical change in your body whether it's positive or negative negative. and positive when, when we have positive thoughts in our minds it's a rewarding new uh, neurotransmitters I have a hard time saying that actually but but it's, it's actually a shot of dopamine which actually is like a legal drug that's in your body and your body releases that when something positive happens and, and dopamine and it reinforces that was good I want to do that again that felt good I want to do that again it's a positive hit it's a chemical buzz nothing wrong with it it's the way that God created you and created me when, when someone comments in a positive way on your social media post you look at that and like wow boop, dope you get a little dopamine shot when uh, you, you know someone says oh man I love your hair it's been like two decades since someone said that to me. But anyway, if someone says, boy, I love your hair, you know, girlfriend, uh, it, boop, dopamine shot right there. When my wife Susie texts me that one particular emoji, you know, when she's out and about and she lets me know she's thinking about me, boop, the dopamine starts going right there. So those are all positive things, and it actually creates like a, a, a roadway, a trench in our minds and in our thoughts. Positive or negative there are neural pathways billions of pathways roads that are in our brains and the more often you think a thought the easier it is to think that again for positive or for negative either way and so which which trench are you digging positive thoughts God focused thoughts or negative thoughts just digging it deeper and deeper and deeper. Because the more you think it, it's easier to think it again, and it becomes your default way of thinking. That's what strongholds are. They're the wrong thought patterns, and we get stuck in a rut, and it's called a stronghold in our minds. It's negativity, being critical, creating unhealthy and unhelpful neural pathways. And we need to capture those thoughts and we need to learn how to contain those thoughts and create new brain pathways, new thought pathways. So that's why you have to identify the biggest stronghold holding you back. Paul talked about this in the Bible. This is where, you know, we shouldn't be surprised that science and the Bible agree because God created science, by the way. That's not a man thing, God created that. And, And so the Bible and science agree on this look at what Romans chapter 12 verse 2 Paul says do not be conformed to the pattern of this world don't be conformed to the negative trench of negative thinking all the time negative self-talk but be transformed by the renewing of your mind you need to change you need to jump ditches and and change the way that you think how's that going to happen then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is his good pleasing and perfect will it comes with focusing on God And allowing his word to transform our mind we need to be transformed our minds need to be renewed and so what does that mean that means if we come home from work it's been a frustrating day there's chaos in the house and our old way of thinking is to yell at our spouse and our kids we need to like hold up stop short and instead pause and pray And maybe instead of yell, maybe you need to hug your spouse who's been there in the middle of all that chaos all day and bring peace into that situation. Think differently. Act differently. Maybe you feel bad about yourself. Maybe you don't like what you see in the mirror. And so because of those negative feelings, you go and you have a slice of cake. Or maybe the whole cake. Or you have a bag of chips or a little bit of ice cream or the whole half gallon of ice cream and you reinforce once again and you dig that trench deeper and deeper and deeper next time you're not feeling good about yourself hold up hit the brakes go for a walk go work out it'll release that dopamine Doop. And you'll feel good. You'll feel better about what you've done. Instead of just feeling lower and lower and lower. As a person thinks in their heart, so are they. We're creating our future. And we need our minds transformed to know what God's will is. And God's will, look at what it is. It's always good. It's always pleasing. And it's always perfect. You don't get here thinking negative, critical, <laughs> all of that down thinking the way that we know God's will that's good pleasing and perfect is by thinking God's thoughts and allowing him to renew our minds in a positive way with his word if you're bored you know I'm so bored so I'm just going to scroll through you know my feed on, on Instagram look at what all my friends are doing and the reality is I just hate them and I'm just jealous of all of them don't do that if you're bored and you don't know what to do then maybe instead of going to Instagram go to you version and, and and start reading the Bible plan there about how to win the war in your mind and you'll be better and you'll feel better as a result of it And so we need to change you cannot defeat what you cannot define let me say that again you cannot defeat what you cannot define you have to identify the biggest stronghold that's holding you back. And here's the second thing. Once you identify the biggest stronghold, the second thing, tool in the armory, weapon in the armory, is this. Name, that, name the truth that, that demolishes that stronghold in God's word. What does God's word say? Circling back around again, 2 Corinthians 10, 5. We demolish arguments. He's like, don't play around with it. Demolish it, destroy it. Recognize it's the enemy to your destiny that negative thinking and all that critical stuff, self-criticism and critical of others. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. All that negativity is trying to fight against God's will and God's plan and purpose in your life. And we take captive, want to take prisoner, every thought to make it what? Obedient to Christ. We have to take it captive. We have to seize it, not play with it, Take it captive, take it prisoner to the obedience of Christ. It's pretty interesting this take captive, uh, where it says we take captive it is, is a Greek word uh, in Biblical Greek, and what it means is it's a war term, and it literally means to capture with a spear or a sword. It's like, don't play around with it. It's like, put it away. Put it down. <laughs> capture it. Take it prisoner. You know, think about the armor of God even We've, we've done a series on that, you know, spiritual weapons and tactics, uh, SWAT series, it's on our uh, website. You can check that out if you missed that. Where We went through piece by piece over the weeks of uh, what is the armor of God. There's only one part of the armor of God that's really offensive, and that is the word of God, the sword of the spirit. And, and that's what we need to use. We need to replace the negative thoughts with God's word, what he says about us what the truth is, because he is the tr- his word is true and he is the truth. This is what Jesus even said in John chapter eight, verse 32, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. We talked about this recently. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Truth is not an idea, truth is a person, Jesus. He said, you, you come close to me. You, you replace your thoughts with my words. It's not what you think about yourself. It's not what anybody else thinks about yourself. What does God say about you? What what does God's word say about you? What does God's word say about me? That is the truth. Jesus is the truth. That's how we begin to win the war in our minds. You'll know the truth, Jesus said, and the truth will bring you freedom. You'll no longer be captive. So, like I said, this, this message series is, is beneficial for all of us. It's, it's, it's already been beneficial for me. And, uh, you know, I certainly have, have struggled over the years and continue to. It's a daily thing with my thoughts, my own negative self-thoughts uh, about myself, about my abilities. Even after 30 years, I, I still get nervous just every single Sunday morning when I get up to preach. You know, and uh, you'd think after almost, well, it's almost 31 years. Next month will be 31 years. You'd think it, it wouldn't bother me. I wouldn't get uptight or anything like that. Anyway, I do, I do. I have to win this war. I have to fight this war every single day. One of the big ones that I have just uh, for a long time when I became a pastor, one of my greatest fears was that I, I never wanted to build a church building. Never wanted to do that. And, and the reason for that really was because I've seen it ruin a lot of pastors. They don't teach you how to acquire property and, and uh, build church buildings in Bible college or seminary. And so it's certainly out of the comfort zone, out of my lane. And, and as I said, I've seen it just ruin a lot of pastors. I've seen pastors go through building programs and then quit the ministry as soon as the building was finished. Not just one, not many, many just, just ruined them. For ministry and it's not like I have a whole lot of time on my hands either I'm, I'm pretty busy leaving the church and and uh just kind of some of my Greg Williamson issues I, I you know the extra phone calls I don't like making phone calls never have it's just I'm very awkward it Just I get anxious making phone calls extra business meetings zoning board architects engineers all, all of this and I was just like I just don't want to do it however god's blessed our church so much through the years and we we acquired a piece of property and she Road and uh and it's it's moving forward at glacier speed but it's moving forward uh we, we had a year back in uh, 2018 call it the meat grinder year where we were trying to purchase another piece of property and environmental stuff didn't work out and all this and it, i mean it was just it was an awful it was tough just awful awful year Uh, All that extra stuff that we had to go through. And then we found Chief Road, purchased that for a great price, almost 50%. Paid 50% of what it was appraised at is is how we got it. And then COVID hit and everything just shut down in terms of approval processes and all that. Right now, we're we're really, really close Uh, just in terms of an update. uh, We're just answering some questions that some of the different town departments had. uh, Literally, as I speak, turning that back to the town and in a short time, uh, could be literally a couple weeks. They'll be issuing a building permit. And so we're real excited about that. But this is something I never wanted to do, but we're doing. <laughs> and, and that's because we're growing and we need more space. And, and and so this wasn't like some dream of mine or anything. This was a big fear of mine. And, and the big lie was, I can't do this. I, I, I could never... I could never be a pastor of a church that's doing this. That's a major lie that has caused me a great deal of unrest, sleepless nights, and anxiety. And yet, where I am now, as opposed to where I was in 2018, uh, I mean, (laughs) Susie and I in 2018 were in Germany And I had to get on the phone with architects and engineers from Germany on vacation because stuff was just going sideways with that other building and all. It's just not, not who I am. It's not who I want to be. And I had to learn, and I still do have to replace God's word with the lie that I believe in my heart about I can't. God's word says this for me, Greg Williamson. This is my verse that has helped me. My grace is all you need. God says, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. And I, there's been times I just have to remind myself, God's grace is all I need. God's grace is all I need. God's grace is all I need. When I'm feeling anxious, when I'm fearful, when I'm worried, when there's uncertainty, God says, my power works best in weakness. So now I'm glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. And, and and I've had to replace that, and I still do. I'm fighting that war every day. When I feel that anxiety, I'm like, God, I can't do this. I'm not going to worry. I'm going gonna, gonna to give it to you. I'm going to trust you. And uh, it's been awesome to see the team that's kind of formed over the last couple years as we've been developing this piece of property. Uh, the architect, the engineer, general contractor, uh, y- you know, uh, uh, project manager just uh realtor all all the different players we've got a great team and it brings me a great sense of comfort as a result of that and and god has given me grace but here's the thing about grace by the way and maybe you need to apply this verse to your life to replace that lie but uh god doesn't give grace for the what ifs god gives grace for the what is See, God's never going to give grace for what might happen. There's no need for grace for what might happen. He only gives grace for what is happening. That's why we've got to hold on to Him. That's why we've got to look to Him. That's why we've got to replace the lies. What if this? What if that? What if this? No, God says, my grace is all you need. When you need, my grace will be there. But not when you imagine all the possible scenarios. There's no grace for you in that, Greg so I have to replace that Uh, again you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free and when I reach out for God's grace I find peace when I replace the lie with the truth that in my weakness that that God's power works best in my weakness then I find this peace that comes When, when I when I don't walk in that when I choose not to worry concern uncertainty anxiety and so What's the truth that you need to embrace today from God's word? Maybe it's, I can't get it all done. Well, God's word says you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Maybe the lie is I'm not attractive, I don't like how I look. God's word says you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Maybe it's I'm just miserable, I'm down, I'm depressed, I'm blue, I'm always, what's going on, I can't get out of this. God's word says the joy of the Lord is gonna be your strength. Maybe you feel all alone, isolated, and abandoned. God's word says, I'll never leave you or forsake you. Maybe you feel like you're a victim. God's word says that you're more than a conqueror through him who loved you, that you can overcome and conquer whatever that is that has happened to you or should have happened that didn't happen. Maybe the lie is I'm never going to have enough money. God's word says, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. That's God's truth. Those are just some examples of God's truth right from the scripture that we need to replace the lies of the enemy, the negativity, with God's word. Just practically how I have to do this on a regular basis in just one area of my life where I I really need a lot of help. So remember, your life is moving in a direction right now. What comes to mind in your head is what comes out in your life and so let me just kind of big idea here summary you cannot have a positive faith-filled life when you have a negative fear-filled mind it's impossible you cannot have a positive faith-filled life when you and i have a negative and fear-filled mind so let's capture these lies this week that's your homework assignment what's the big stronghold identify it and then you can just literally google it if it's fear whatever just google bible verses on fear boop you'll be surprised any topic bible verse on whatever it is boop being a victim boop you know whatever it is what's the biggest stronghold and begin to replace it with god's word and bring down and demolish that stronghold don't stay locked in a prisoner of your own thoughts where our enemy wants to keep us bound from fulfilling God's plan and purpose for our lives. Because Jesus holds the key and he wants to set you free. And as the Bible says, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. I'm gonna ask right now, would you bow your heads with me and let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. And Lord, the truth is, maybe we don't value your word as much as we need to. We, we, we We don't get into your word as much as we should to allow your word to just destroy and demolish those strongholds that we have in our negative minds. So God, forgive us for not putting the priority on your word. Lord, lead us now and guide us as we, we answer these two questions. What's the biggest stronghold in our life? And then we look in your word, Lord, to replace a stronghold, that lie, dismantle it, demolish it with the truth of your word, Lord. And may today and over the next couple days and weeks, Lord, may we begin to experience winds in the war in our minds. Lord, we know that these strongholds didn't they weren't built overnight. They're not gonna be demolished overnight either. But Lord, even if it's brick by brick, Lord, we, we just look to you for your grace to make that change between our negative and thoughts, the lies we believe, and the truth that Jesus came to set us free from, that we'll know him, know the truth, and the truth will set us free. In Jesus' name, we ask all these things, and we believe it as being done. Amen. Amen.